Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women. From finding that elusive balance that we all seek, to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to episode 74. And this particular episode is titled, Those Terrible Things You Say to Yourself. Today's podcast is a discussion of how we talk to and about ourselves. We often disparage ourselves when we talk about ourselves with others. And for some reason, we're comfortable making negative comments about ourselves. Negative comments that if someone said them directly to us, we'd be completely crushed, yet we do it to ourselves over and over. Then there are our private conversations that we have with ourselves that go on in our head, that inner voice that we all possess. We can make some statements and judgments to ourselves that are, quite frankly, pretty abusive. Well, I'm Sherry Harmel, Chief Creative of the Extraordinary Women's Circle and Community, as well as Editor-in-Chief of the Extraordinary Women magazine. I've been a coach for over 20 years, and my dream is to create an even bigger platform so that all women can envision and then step into their big dreams. Our sole focus in the Extraordinary Women's Circle and Community is to support women just like you to ignite your dreams. And we do that inside the Extraordinary Women's Circle, which includes the magazine, regular live conversations and workshops, so that you get the clarity you need to create that big dream and also the support you need to stay on track and make it come true. So thank you for joining me today and let's get started. Well, just today, I was on a Zoom call with my coach and yes, coaches need to have their own coach. I was talking to her about my recent successful quiz that's positively, really fabulously building my business. But instead of focusing on the goodness and success of that quiz, I said, gosh, it's taken me three tries. I'm such a slow learner. Well, my coach jumped in and quickly said, I wasn't a slow learner, and she refused to let me brush off my negative comment. After the call ended, I thought about what I had said. Was was I so hungry for a compliment that I set it to wait for maybe a countering comment? Was I embarrassed that it's really taken me three tries before I get a quiz that actually performs? Or was I really just disappointed in myself? Well, it could have been all three. But suddenly, I became aware of the importance of our self-talk, those inner conversations that we have with ourselves. 
And I came across a book that I wanted to share with you because I think it's so fantastic. It's a book that's titled Chatter, Chatter, like chatter in our heads, by author Ethan Cross, and Cross is spelled K-R-O-S-S. And in the book, he says, and this is a quote, our inner voice can be either a helpful superpower or destructive kryptonite. Wow. Thinking and self-talk is really part of the unique puzzle of the human brain. We need to think. We work things out in our heads, right? We solve problems in our heads. Lots of good things often happen when we think. Yet within all our thinking, we also many times have these negative conversations in our head. We have that inner talk that does absolutely nothing to move us forward. Yes, our self-talk can be powerful and fuel our dreams. Or our self-talk can be negative and actually sabotage every single dream you and I have. But why do we do this? I've got a very smart friend who regularly says things like, in my little pea brain, and then she'll go on to say something really amazing. Another friend regularly shares that she believes no man is ever going to want her again after a long marriage ended because she believes she's no longer attractive. Now, we won't even discuss now how our brains look for ways to support our opinions, whether positive or negative, but these are just a couple of the negative statements I've heard my friends often share. What are those negative comments that you regularly say to yourself? Do they sound like this? Well, how did you fall for this again? Oh my God, you are so stupid. How could you not see this coming? Haven't you learned anything? Abusive, right? Well, we need to create new habits around how we talk to ourselves. Then there's that other sideways way we often put ourselves down. I said it when I was talking to my coach. It's when we preface our shares with others with some kind of minimizing words like, I'm no expert, but I think whatever that might be, or I may not be the brightest bulb, but so you see, we prefaced it with this negative statement of ourselves. Now you would never, ever allow someone else to talk to you that way. You'd be totally offended, wouldn't you? And yet you give your own negative talk, your own, you know, the comments that come out of your own mouth and in your own head, a free pass. All those negative words and inner dialogues we think or say are at the root of almost all our self-confidence issues. If you've ever heard of imposter syndrome, at its core, negative self-talk fuels the imposter syndrome. As humans, We have the gift of remembering the past, being in the present, and imagining the future. We are always thinking. We can't stop it. Think about it. You're driving somewhere that you've been to many, many times. You don't even remember going through different stoplights or stop signs and getting to wherever it is you were going because you were thinking the entire time. Go to the subway as an example. 
And our thoughts might be about dinner plans or a vacation, or maybe I want to go to that place. Or you look at a poster on the wall and suddenly you're thinking about something else entirely, or maybe it's a book you're reading. We, we are thinking so much that you hardly ever even notice who's in the subway car with us, right? That's why travel can sometimes be so good for our minds. Travel does expand the mind, not literally, but in what we're thinking about, because travel allows us to think and imagine things that maybe we wouldn't have done at home. As Ethan Cross, the author of this book, Chatter, said, we use our minds to make sense of our experiences. We never lose this voice in our head unless we've had a stroke or we suffer from dementia, both sadly destroy our memories. And we use our memories in so much of our thinking in order to make sense of what's happening in our lives, to have a context, to put our new experiences. Jill Bolt-Taylor, and many of you might have remembered hearing about her, she's a neuroautonomist who documented her own stroke and recovery in her book, My Stroke of Insight. She also had a TED Talk on the subject that went absolutely viral. She shared that because all her memories were wiped out when she had a stroke, that there was a gift in her stroke, and that was that her inner critic was completely silenced. As a result, she shared that she realized, and this is all about her work going forward, paying attention to our self-talk is vitally important for our mental health. Bill's gone on to write several more books on the importance of our self-talk in our mental health. But think about it. Negative self-talk and negative thinking will take over our ability to accomplish anything. And it certainly busts any dream that we have for ourselves. Now, if you're questioning this and you feel absolutely confident that you can compartmentalize negativity from what it is that you need to accomplish, I want you to think back to a stressful argument maybe that you had with someone. Hopefully it's relatively recent because that's easier to relate to. And I want you to think about that experience and, and imagine or remember back how long did that experience stay with you? My guess is that it stayed with you quite long after it ended and that you probably had difficulty getting your mind to shift. There was a study actually that tested this out to see how much people could comprehend what they read shortly after an emotional exchange with someone. The results? Very little. In a nutshell, this study proved just what I've been talking about, that long after a highly emotional event, you will spend time thinking about it and working through it. And that shift doesn't happen quickly unless we do something to incite the shift. There are ways that you can encourage that shift, but your brain, all of our brains as humans, can easily get stuck in the rethinking, almost like a washing machine cycle, right? It's like a web that keeps our negative thoughts circling round and round. But as we've talked about now, as humans, we think a lot. We all think and we're happy we think because there's good aspects to thinking. 
but what can we do to silence our negative self-talk when it happens and encourage positive self-talk? Well, I've got a few things for you. First, journal. Writing down what's going on does many good things. It helps you to stand back and see the experience in the bigger context of your life. It's almost like a movie when you're actually journaling about it, rather than being in that one incident and letting that one incident define you. Another benefit is that writing about what happened allows you to get a different perspective on the person who maybe is involved in this this exchange and involved with the creation of whatever it is that happened and might even have created a belief that rolled out of this. When I journal, it's like I'm my own therapist. It sounds really strange, but the same will happen to you, I promise. You will start to see the event and the people involved and what's happening in an entirely different light and from a different perspective because you're observing it versus being in it. Next, try positive self-talk. And don't just say you're great. Use your name. Believe it or not, using your name gives vastly different results to to positive self-talk. I suggest you start right away in the morning. Get up. We all usually walk into the bathroom, look into the mirror and say something like, uh, Sherry, I'm proud of how hard you are working to create your business. Or Samantha, this is going to be a fabulous day. Look into your eyes as you say it and as you say your name. Or just uh, Caroline, you look gorgeous. This is proven, ladies. So catch yourself if you're engaging in any negative self-talk during the day. When it happens, stop what you're doing and then take a minute to say something positive to yourself and use your name. Third suggestion, pretend you are your own best friend. Isn't it always easier to help others? You can see everything so clearly. When it's someone else's life, (laughs) you're analyzing, right? Not your own. But try that on yourself. You go sit in the best friend's seat and talk to yourself. Tell yourself exactly what you, what she needs to hear. Last, create a routine. You need to have a tool that you can pull out whenever that negative self-talk happens. And know that it will. Try all of these that I gave you and any that maybe you think of. Whatever lands for you, whatever feels right, try it. Have some kind of a test for yourself to see, is this making a difference in my life? We're thinking beings, remember? So negative thoughts and comments are going to happen. Don't be hard on yourself, but have a plan. And that's what this routine is all about. I journal and I've done so ever since I was a child. But recently I've added putting a smile on my face and saying to myself, Sherry, you can do this. I know you can do this. We all need cheerleaders and you should be your own number one cheerleader. These are just a few ideas that work for me. I want you to try them all out. 
and come up with what works for you. Have a routine and do share. Remember, we've got a Facebook group. So go into our Facebook group and share with others what is working for you because someone else might love your idea. And remember, thinking is human. It's an amazing gift we all have. We just want to create positive self-talk that supports and nurtures our dreams. Thank you for joining me today. I know everyone has very, very busy lives. So I very much appreciate your time with me today. And if you liked our conversation, please give me a review because in the podcast world, reviews matter. And come back for more. Well, we are in the middle of the three weeks to dream readiness workshop that I offer two times a year to our Facebook group and our Extraordinary Women's Circle. If you have yet to sign up for the Extraordinary Women magazine, go to ExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and join us. It's much more than a magazine, which is why we call it the Extraordinary Women's Circle. With a magazine subscription, you get the opportunity to participate in workshops like the Dream Readiness Workshop, as well as conversations and all kinds of extra special benefits that are all about supporting you to make your dreams come true. No more just writing and planning. The Extraordinary Women's Circle is about helping you to make your dreams actually happen, to make your dreams come alive. The Extraordinary Women magazine is, quite frankly, a fabulous magazine. And I'm sharing that because that's what I hear all the time. This is where we highlight usually two very inspiring women that have stepped into their dreams in a big way. Like I said, it's inspiring, it's idea building, it's joyful, and it's really like a good friend. There are several additional columns that we run every every edition. It comes out four times a year, but we've just started a new section called Subscriber Spotlight, where one magazine subscriber gets to promote her business and share a bit about herself and her big dream. How cool is that? So go to ExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and hit subscribe. Now, there's a lot of dream talk, but what makes me and the Extraordinary Women's Circle different is I've been a coach, a real coach for over 20 years, and all that experience helps me to create what it is that you want and need. The magazine, the workshop, our conversations, and ultimately the Extraordinary Women's Circle is about supporting extraordinary women just like you. Women who make things happen by figuring out what it is you want and then using your gifts, your talents, and your strengths to build what it is that you want to create. So go to ExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and join us by clicking the subscribe button. It's only $29.99. And, you know, it's like the best deal out there in terms of helping you get what you need to take your life to the next level. So I want to thank you for your very precious time today. And given I'm now back in Boston, I'll say see you soon. And to all my friends back in Paris, bonjournée. Thank you for listening today. 
If you want to hear more, just tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you felt this podcast was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any conversations and that you also get notified when we have special gatherings. If you liked this episode, please share it with another extraordinary woman. And if you have a moment, I'd very much appreciate you leaving a review. Now, if you want to hear more about the Extraordinary Women magazine, which includes much more than just the magazine, reach out to me via social media or join us at sherryharmel.com. I look forward to our next conversation, and I hope you do too.